God bless you all, and thank you for tuning in with me on this Tuesday evening. This is Pastor Monica Harris of My Scars Ministry, and truly it is an honor and a blessing to be with you tonight. I look forward to these every other Tuesday Bible studies that we share together because not only are you being fed, but I'm being fed as well. So I praise God and thank him for all of you that are online now. For those of you that will call in later or listen to the podcast, um, I truly thank God for you. I have a couple announcements, first of all. I'm excited to announce that the, the first talk show, Scars Talk with Pastor Monica Harris, aired a few weeks ago, and it was a success. Um, you can listen to that podcast on iTunes. It's called Scars Talk with Pastor Monica. Again, that's on iTunes, Scars Talk with Pastor Monica. Also, all of the Bible studies will be um, available on podcast as well, so we will be going that route. In addition to the website, www.myscarsministry.com. Again, that's www.myscarsministry.com. And you can go on there, view the website, leave prayer requests, suggestions, listen to any archived Bible studies, as well as listen to them on the iTunes podcast. Also, if you need to reach out to me, you can find me on Facebook under Monica K. Harris. That's Monica K-A-Y-E Harris. Also, there's a My Scars Ministry Facebook page. You can go onto that page, like it, and get your daily dose of encouragement. There also is a My Scars Ministry group, and in that group is a more intimate setting, and we share, we share our testimonies, encouragement, etc. That is not open to the public, so make sure that if you ask to join the group, you let me know that you've heard um, me on a Bible study or you've been suggested by a friend, and that way I will know that it's a legitimate uh, request to be a member of the group. I'm also on LinkedIn under Monica K. Harris. And, of course, you can follow us on, my, on Twitter at MyScarsMinistry. So, again, thank you all so much for your support. Uh, there will be another uh, Scars Talk radio show coming up next month. For now, we will be doing one per month. Next month, um, we will be featuring domestic violence survivors, and so we will um, have a guest or so on the episode, and we will be discussing domestic violence. So again, I appreciate each and every one of you for calling in. Bible study is held every second and fourth Tuesday of the month at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And so I have a few names that I need us to add to our ongoing prayer request. Uh, the first name is Marcus Jones. He's a colleague of mine. He's in the hospital. Also, Mother Billy Thompson uh, requested prayer regarding her health, uh, diabetic and some kidney issues, etc. We want to continue to keep her uplifted, as well as Elda Leonora Wells and her family still in um, mourning and grieving the death of her mother, Mother Yvonne Bush. Also want to keep my sister Tawana 
Price, Uplifted in Prayer, as well as Mother Carol Price, Uplifted in Prayer, both for guidance, uh, healing, and deliverance. We also want to keep um, My Scars ministry members and also the ministry Uplifted in Prayer, as well as Brother Dean, as the intercessors go and intercede for prayer on his sweet hour of prayer broadcast as well. Want to keep him uplifted as well as the ministry. Also keep my children, Ariel and Lakira, as well as Isaiah uplifted in prayer and as well. Keep me covered always in prayer as I am praying for you. And so those are the names that I have to be added to the prayer list tonight. And um, tonight's Bible study, I think it's going to be a, a series. It, it, I know it will at least be two. It could possibly be three. And uh, we're going to be talking about the different types of angels. And so tonight, I'm only going to touch on the heavenly angels. We're not going to focus too much tonight on the fallen angels. We're, we're going to discuss different types of angels, but tonight more of my focus is going to be on the heavenly angels because I think that is going with the, the theme that we have going for this month. We had a, um, a deliverance uh, broadcast on Sweet Hour of Prayer where we were, you know, casting out that python spirit and, and binding up that python spirit. And we were talking about how we spend too much time giving credit and worship to the devil and not enough time honoring God and worshiping God and knowing that the devil has no power except that which we give him. And so if we're not speaking, saying the devil did this or the devil is busy or the devil attacked me, then guess what? He will flee. So let us not feed feed that energy. Let us not give him credit and power where he is powerless. Let us talk about God and deliverance and his angels and how he's delivered us. And no matter what we're going through, we know that we can always call on God because he's going to always be there for us because he has told us that he would never leave us nor forsake us. And he has also told us that greater is he that is in us than he who is in the world. Now we know that the devil is in the world. We know that he's roaming about. He's going to and fro, and he's roaming like a lion, it says. So that means fierce, and he's seeking. He's seeking us out, and he seeks you out so that he can devour you. His goal is to kill to steal and destroy that which God has placed in you. But he, God, God has given us what we need to fight off the enemy. He's defeated. He already knows he's defeated, but we still have to fight. We can't lay down and die. We have to continue this fight. It's a continuous fight day in and day out. And so we have to give credit to God and start worshiping God with our words. Our words create life or death. We must remember that we must always speak life. And so that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. I'm going to be talking about angels. And so I'm going to go into 
the praise and worship. After that, we'll go into the prayer. And, of course, immediately after that, we'll go into the Bible study. Um, If you do have your Bibles with you, uh, we're going to be reading, uh, well, not reading from, but our scripture basis is going to be on Hebrews 1, 13 through 14. And, of course, throughout the study, I will be giving you additional verses and chapters that you'll be needing to jot down and study. But, again, um, the scriptural reading is Hebrews 1, 13 through 14.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for bringing us together tonight to fellowship, to be in your presence one more time, Father God. We thank you for the very breath of life, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that the death angel passed us by today, Father God, that you gave us the opportunity to be a blessing to someone else yet once again, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for being clothed and fed and in our sound minds, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that you are there for us when no one else is there, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that we can call on you at any time and you are there to answer us. You are always there, Father God, with arms outstretched, waiting for us just to run into your arms, Father God. You are there for us when mother isn't there. You are there for us when father's not there. You are there, Father God, when our family has left us, when our friends have gone astray, Father God, when our children are acting crazy, when our spouses are acting crazy. You are there, Father God. We can cry out to you at any time, and you will answer us, Father God. And we thank you for that, Father God. We thank you for your unconditional love. We thank you, Father God, for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for salvation, Father God. We thank you for not giving up on us, Father God, when we were yet buried in sin, Father. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for protection, protecting us from the seen, Father God, and the unseen. 
We thank you, Father God. We could have been in a car accident today. We could have been burglarized. We could have had a fire. But, Father God, your grace and your mercy kept us, Father God. And we say thank you. We don't take one minute for granted, Father God. And, Father God, we ask that you forgive us. Forgive us of all of our sins, Father God. Forgive us of our shortcomings. Forgive us of every evil thought, every evil deed, Father God. Father, help us to walk upright and holy in your presence, Father God. Help us to be an example, Father God. Help us to be more like you, Father God, so that people can see your light shining through us, Father God. In a world full of darkness, we are to stand out, Father God. Help us, Father God. Help us to be more like you. Help us to be more compassionate to our brothers and our sisters, Father God. Help us, hallelujah. Help us, Father God, not to be filled with jealousy and envy and strife. Not to be so busy gossiping and talking about others, Father God. But be more about your business, Father God. Help us when we become so self-centered that we begin to, hallelujah, validate the things that we do because we want to do them, Father God. Validating them and giving excuses and hallelujah of why it's okay, Father God. Help us, Father God, to repent and turn from our ways. Help us to be pure so that we can have that relationship with you, that we can begin to see things that we can't even fathom seeing, Father God, that you will give us revelations and understanding and wisdom beyond our knowledge, Father God. Father God, help us to remain pure in your sight. Help us to, to offer up our entire bodies, mind, and soul as a living sacrifice to you. Let us submit it all to you, Father God, so that you can use us completely for your glory. I don't want to give you 50%. I don't want to give you 80%. But I want to give you 110%, Father God. I want to give you an overflow, just like you give to me, Father God. Cleanse us, Father God, and renew us. Make us new, not every morning, but every morning, every afternoon, and every night, Father God, is my plea. That each minute we become more and more like you. Father God, give us revelations. Give us visions and dreams of understanding, Father God. Let us tap into the supernatural, Father God, and, and, and dig deep into that which you want to, to impart into us. An impartation that we could never even dream about, Father God. Something spiritual way beyond our comprehension, Father God. That is my prayer tonight, Father God. My prayer is that we will stop playing. We will stop playing, church. We will stop playing with you. We will stop playing with one another. 
but we will be real. We will be real about our walk with you. We will want to do all things that are pleasing in your sight. So, Father God, if there's anything in our lives that is unlike you, I pray, Father God, that you remove it tonight. Remove it tonight, Father God. Remove those things in our lives that are hindering us from our blessings. Remove them, Father God, the things that are hindering us from moving forward in our ministries, from moving forward in our careers, from moving forward in our marriages, in our relationships, Father God. Those of us who are praying for spouses, Father God, if there's anything in our lives, hallelujah, that is prohibiting, hallelujah, the blessings from manifesting, Father God. I pray tonight, Father God, that you just remove it. Those of us who are praying for financial blessings, Father God, I pray that, hallelujah, we will learn to be good stewards over what we already have, Father God, because you said, hallelujah, that we have been faithful over a few things, and you would make us ruler over many. So let us be faithful over what we do have, Father God, so that when you do bless us, we will know how to be good stewards over it, Father God. Hallelujah, Father God, praying for health, praying that we will, we will realize what we need to be putting in our bodies, what we need to be digesting, hallelujah, in the natural and the supernatural, physically, hallelujah, and supernaturally, Father God, that you will teach us that which is good to eat and that which is not, so that we can remain, hallelujah, in good health as we run this race, Father God. And, Father God, I pray that as the word goes forth tonight, that it falls on receptive ears and receptive hearts, Father God. Father God, I pray that the word blesses each and every person that's listening in and those that will call in at a later time, Father God. Father God, hallelujah, we pray for each and every person whose name was lifted up on the prayer request, Father God. Father God, whatever it is they need, Father God, we come together, Father God, and ask that you just bless them, Father God, according to their faith, Father God, and your will, hallelujah, let it be done, Father God. Father God, we just glorify your name. We just praise your name, Father God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for what you've done, Father God, already. We thank you for what you're doing, Father God, and we thank you for what you're going to do, Father God. But most of all, Father, we just thank you for being you. We thank you for being who you are, Father God, because you didn't have to do it, but you did. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for favor. We thank you for divine favor. We thank you that we are blessed going out and blessed coming in. We thank you that even our enemies will reach into their bosoms to give to us, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that we are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that we are a peculiar people, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that we, hallelujah, the heirs of Abraham, Father God, are walking and living in the land of milk and honey, Father God. We thank you for every blessing, Father God. We thank you, hallelujah, and we do not take it for granted, Father. We just glorify your name, Father God. We lift our hands to you, Father God, and we just praise you, Father God. 
We just give you all the glory, Father, and we ask all of these things in the name of your precious Son, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you all. Thank you for calling in once again. This is Pastor Monica Harris of My Scars Ministry. And um, tonight our Bible study is going to be on angels. We're going to be talking about the different types of angels. And so um, it's probably going to be uh, a part, I know it's going to be a part two. It may be a part three. But tonight I'm not going to talk about the fallen angels. We're going to talk about um, the heavenly angels. And so um, I'm excited to talk about the angels because, you know, we have heard so many things over a lifetime and we've been informed about angels that I think that we have misinformation regarding what angels really are. And so I I read uh, Billy Graham's book called Angels, God's Secret Agents. And so you guys should really get that if you can and read it. But in, in this book, he talks about a missionary uh, who went with his wife and they went to um, some islands in the South Pacific. And when they got there, they were the only uh, white missionaries that, that, that the natives of that island had ever seen. And so they had like a witch doctor and, and she was afraid of the, the witch doctor was afraid of them. And they told the tribe that these missionaries were there to kill their babies. And so that first evening, the natives surrounded the missionary's hut, and they were going to kill them. And all night long, uh, this missionary and his wife prayed, and they just prayed, and they prayed. And so the natives never attacked them. And so, you know, they, they ended up being there for, you know, a while, and they learned the language. And then the people began to trust them. And many of the people there gave their lives to God. And so... Um, the the chief became a Christian, and and John, who was the uh, missionary, asked him. He said, "You know, we've always wondered. You know, we were here, and on that first night, you guys surrounded our our hut, and you had your spears drawn, but you didn't attack us. You didn't attack, and 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 we want to know why." And so the the chief said, "Well." Where did you get all those men that were with you? And and he said, what are you talking about? It was only me and my wife. And the chief said, oh, no. All that evening we saw large men with swords in their hands surrounding your hut, and we were afraid of them, so we never attacked. And, see, I I believe that. I believe that there are angels that stand guard around our surroundings, wherever we may be. And I mean, these are angels that are protecting us in the supernatural. And if God were to open our eyes right now so we could see what's going on supernaturally, we would be in shock. We would fall down on our knees because not only would you, you see our angels that are protecting us, but you would see all of the demons and the demonic forces that they're protecting us from. 
So in Hebrews 1, 13 through 14, it says, To which of the angels did God ever say, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? God told his son, Jesus, that he would sit at his right hand. And so if you want to talk about a phrase that tells us who angels are and what they are, they are spiritual beings. They're created by God to worship him and serve the saints. And I believe that we encounter angels, and we don't even know it. Because if I ask you if you've physically seen an angel, a lot of you would probably say, well, I don't think so, or I'm not sure. But Hebrews 13 and 2 tells us to be careful how we entertain strangers, because we could be entertaining angels unaware. And I know we've all heard that. So I believe that angels come in human form. And and there seems to be a lot going on with angels. You know, most of us are really ignorant about them, or some people are obsessed with them. And I know that until I began to study things on my own, I was kind of oblivious to the fact of angels or what their jobs were because we're not being taught that. It's like going through school and you want to learn something about history or you want to learn some information about black history. Well, with black history, of course, you know, you got one month out of the whole year. And if you want to know anything else, you have to go out on your own and you have to study and you have to find out in that way. So I believe it being the same way with angels. Many churches don't even talk about angels, and if they do, it's very briefly, and they don't go in depth. And so if you really want to know something, you have to go out on your own, and you have to get books, and you have to study, just like um, um, Reverend Billy Graham's book, um, The Angels, uh, God's Secret Agents. You have to get books like that, and you have to read, and you have to, you know, cross-check everything and, and, and find out what it means. And so the Bible talks about angels and spirits and cherubims and seraphims, and it, it, it mentions angels in almost 500 scriptures in the Bible. And I'm sure that none of us really know that because we haven't been taught that. And then you got those people now who are so obsessed with angels and calling their own little personal angels and their own little personal, you know, spirits and their, their guidance angels until it's now become satanic. And so it's a misunderstanding and misconception about angels out there. And so we need to get the truth. We need to understand what they are, what their positions are, you know, why they were created, etc. And basically, again, God created them, and God created them to, to, to worship him and to serve his saints. And again, we... All angels were initially created to worship and serve him. And, of course, when 
Satan was an angel. He was an angel himself as well, one of the highest angels. And so when he was cast out, he took a third of the angels with him. And those are what we call the fallen angels. And we're not going to really, again, uh, elaborate a lot on them tonight. We will talk about them next time. But I want to debunk some myths or some, some falsehoods about angels and what we think they are, etc., a lot of people think that um, angels are human beings who have died, and that is not true. I don't know why people think that people die and go to heaven and get these wings and become angels, but it's not true. Again, angels are spiritual beings created by God. And, uh, and we really need to stop watching TV and Hollywood and, them, uh, and their idea. I remember the cartoons growing up and the angel with the little wings and the little white, you know, white robe and a halo and a harp would be on one shoulder, on the right shoulder, of course. And then you'd have the, the, the red devil with the little pitchfork and his little horns be on the left shoulder. And I believe a lot of times that's where we get these things. You know, we put them in our heads and we start to believe that the devil looks like that and that angels look like that. And it's so wrong. It, it's so wrong. Many people even believe that um, angels are, are women. I'll, every time I see an angel, it's either a child or a woman, when in all actuality, in the Bible, the, the angels were always depicted as men. Colossians 1 and 16 tells us that um, Jesus, uh, that God created everything. And for by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones of powers or rulers of authority. So, Powers and principalities are those things that we fight against. When you talk about, you know, when we're fighting against not flesh and blood, but powers and principalities, you know, we would be ignorant to think that we are the highest form of creation. Angels are a higher form of creation than we are. Their intelligence and power is much more higher than ours. So they're superior to us, but they're inferior to God. And we need to know this. And so the Bible tells us there, there are many angels. How many we don't know um, but in Revelation 5.11, it says he saw 10,000 times 10,000 angels. And if you multiply that, that's 100 million. And then he said thousands upon thousands. So there are millions, possibly trillions of angels that are around here. And angels never get old. They never die. They can't marry and they can't procreate. And so that's why um, the angels are special spiritual beings. You know, they're not, they're not fantasies. They're not, they're not your, your loved ones who have died and earned their wings. You know, they are not. 
and they're not little little babies with wings looking like Cupid. You know, that's another thing that, that Hollywood has, has done and grasped a hold of. And I think that um, they talk about uh, the archangel Michael, and um, they talk about uh, Michael being the only archangel in the Bible. But they don't have wings. They, you know, they appear as men. When Abraham encountered the three angels, there were three men. And he didn't even know that they were angels. He just thought they were regular men. When Manoah, who was the father to be of Samson, encountered an angel, he thought it was a man. He didn't know it was an angel until later. All throughout the Bible, we see that angels appear simply as Men, and the only way that we know that they're angels is by the message that they give someone from God or the fact that they sometimes um, appear with their clothing or their faces shining with the Shekinah glory of God. You know, only then will you know that it's an angel. And so the idea of the wings, I think, came uh, from the idea of the, the cherubims in, in the Bible. And we are told that the, the cherubims were over the Ark of the Covenant. And Ezekiel talked about them a lot. And it said they have four wings. And then in Isaiah 6, there was a seraphim. And when, uh, when Isaiah sees the seraphim in the, in the Bible in the temple, they have six wings. So just because the cherubim and the seraphim have wings doesn't mean that the ordinary holy angels have wings. So don't get the idea about angels being, you know, these winged creatures uh, flying around, playing a harp, singing, because uh, they're, they're, not even, they're not even singing. I don't know uh, where the, the harp came from, but... In, in Revelations, when it talks about the, the angels surrounding the throne, they're not singing. And if we, we, we look at Job 38 and 7 at the creation and say, well, the Bible says that the morning stars sang at the creation. Well, <laughs> they didn't literally sing. It's like saying the trees of the field clap their hand. We're talking about a metaphor. And so when, when we're talking about the angels in Revelation and it says the angels gather around the throne, it doesn't say they sing to the Lamb of the throne. It says they speak their praise, but the saints sing a new song. And see, what happens is the angels have always been in heaven. They've always lived that glorious life. So they don't, they don't have to give, you know, that, that extra reverence because they've been doing it all of their lives. But the praises and the singing will come from us. Because we are so astounded by the beauty and the fact that we've even made it and got to heaven, that's why we're singing. That's why we're happy. But the angels are speaking. It says it, the angels are speaking their praise, not singing. So we must be careful you know, when we're, when we're reading from the Bible and we're deciphering the Bible, that we get our words correctly and we're not adding words or taking them away. 
And so, again, where, where everyone thinks these angels are flying around with harps and, you know, and wings is, is false. Because most often time, actually, in the Bible, when we refer to angels, angels are warriors, and they hold swords. They're mighty warriors. The first time that we see angels in the Bible is in Genesis 3, and God places that angel at the gate of the Garden of Eden, and that angel is there with a flaming sword to prevent Adam and Eve from coming back. And all throughout the Word of God, we see them as soldiers. When Jesus talked to about the angels, he said, I could call 12 legions of angels. And a legion, of course, we know is a word for a military division. It's a I'm coming in. So in Isaiah 37 and 36, it says that in one night, one night, one angel killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. These are mighty warriors that we're talking about. And so, um, again, these are not the cute little, you know, angels with the little wings and the little halos. Angels are mighty warriors. They are fighting on my behalf. This spiritual warfare is going on. They're fighting constantly. So we need to read up on angels and, we, and, and pray that God opens our eyes to a whole new world of revelation regarding angels. And then some people believe that, that all angels are good and they obey God. But remember that I said some angels, they're evil and they opposed God and they were thrown out. There are only three angels named in the Bible. That's Michael, the archangel, Gabriel. And by the way, guess what? The Bible never says he's going to blow a trumpet. We need to read. And the third angel is Lucifer. Those are the three angels that are mentioned in the Bible. And we know Lucifer rebelled against God and was cast out. And now we call him Satan or the devil. And he has a lot of fallen angels along with him that will cast out a third of them. And we call them demons or evil spirits. So now we've got God's holy angels, and we've got the fallen angels. And that's why in Matthew 25 and 41, Jesus said hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. You see, angels have a will, and they can choose just like you or I can. And they can choose to rebel against God, or they could choose to be on his side. So the ones that rebelled against him were cast out. So tonight, again, we're not going to talk about those that were cast out. We're not going to talk about the fallen angels tonight. We're going to talk about the holy angels, okay? Some people uh, think angels have to be seen, <laughs> to be real. We don't see God. We don't see him, yet we believe in him. We believe that, the, that, that there are angels, but some of us don't believe that the devil has angels. So there's a lot of confusion that we, need, that we need to clear up. Because if we believe in heavenly angels and that we have angels, why don't you believe that the devil has angels? 
what do you think happened to those third of the angels that were cast out of heaven with him? They're roaming around with him. And so I don't believe that God gives us the, the ability to see angels because we probably just couldn't handle it. We probably would begin to worship the angel. You know, sometimes when we can visibly see something, we began to worship that thing instead of worshiping God. It's kind of like worshiping your leader, the man or woman of God in, in, that's over you instead of worshiping God. I've seen people do that all the time. You know, they, they will bend over backwards, turn flips and cartwheels for the man or woman of God. Yet, they are not worshiping God in the same manner. And this becomes idolatry. It becomes an idol. And so um, it was just like it was in the, in the Bible, you know, when, when the angels were revealed and in the book of Revelation. And, and then, you know, John said the, uh, fell down to worship the angel. And it's like, oh, no, don't worship me. You have to worship God only. See? That's what would happen. So God knows that would happen, and that's why I believe that we can't see the angel. And our human perception is is not that highly developed, even when you compare it to other creatures in the world. You know, we don't have the um, the, the 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 olfactory perception of other animals, such as a dog. A dog can sniff out different scents really quick, and we can't. We can't hear as good as some other creatures. Some creatures have ultrasound hearing, and they can, you know, and they can hear um, more than we can hear. They can hear low sonic waves, you know. Also, with the vision, some, some creatures can see much better than we can, like a hawk or an evil, I'm, not, I'm sorry, an eagle, or even you know, a fly. Did you know a fly, a house fly, a common house fly, has over 100 eyes, and so they're able to see and detect things that we can't even see. Just because we can't see something, though, with our eyes, doesn't mean it's not there. Second Kings 6 is a story that everybody needs to read. And so that's your homework, to read Second Kings 6. And it's the story of Elisha, and we know Elisha the prophet. And he had gathered up his servants against the Aramean, uh, Aramean army. And Elisha and his servants are there. And a whole army of Assyrian soldiers are against them. And, and the servant was afraid. And he said, what are we going to do, Master? And Elisha said, you know, um, they that be with us are more than they that be with them. So I can imagine the servant said, what? It's two of us. <laughs> and it's, it's hundreds and thousands of them. What are you talking about? But Elisha went in prayer. And he said, God, open the eyes of my servant. Open the eyes of my servant. And the Bible says that his eyes were open and he saw that the mountains were full of flaming chariots and horses and warriors. And now those angelic warriors were there all along. 
It was just that moment that God granted Elisha's servant the ability to see them. Can you imagine what we would see if God opened our spiritual eyes right this moment? We would be amazed. The word says in Psalm 9111 that God shall give his angels charge over you. He sends his angels to help you and protect you and sometimes deliver messages, but usually they do it in an invisible state. You know, um, I can't imagine what the servant felt when God opened his eyes at that moment and he saw all of that. I, I just really can't imagine. And I know that many of us have had things that go on in our lives where we feel like um, we've had an angel. I feel that way, you know, even after my car accident and when I tell my testimony and I, and I talk about how as soon as my car stopped in the middle of the highway after flipping three times and sliding down the highway for a half mile, as soon as that car stopped or that truck stopped, there was a man right at my door. And I'm crying, you know, God help me, God help me. And he just says, don't worry, he will. And I never saw that man again. As soon as the paramedics got there, he was gone. I don't know where he came from. Where could he have come from? In the middle of a busy highway, in the middle of the night, to be right there at my door as soon as my vehicle stopped. So I believe in angels, and I believe that was my angel. And so um, I'm not going to get you know, too far in depth because I don't want to go to the next stage and then have to stop. But I wanted to to. to debunk some of the falsehoods and the false teachings of our perception of what angels are, you know, and who they are and, and what they are. And so um, what, we, what we can do now to make the angels of God celebrate today and rejoice is giving our lives to Christ fully and repenting. The Word tells us that there is joy in the presence of angels. When one person repents, just one person, heaven has a party. Heaven throws a party when somebody says, Lord, I'm sorry for everything I've ever done. And I'm repenting and I'm, re- I'm turning away from my sins. From this day forward, Father God, I want to follow you. I'm tired of doing it my way. I'm tired of doing it the way of the world. Today I submit myself to you, Father God, and I ask that you forgive me for all of my sins. I repent, Father God, because truly I am tired of living like this. I am tired of going around in circles. I am tired of being beat up. I am tired of going nowhere in life. I am tired of feeling defeated, depressed, and hopeless. I'm tired, Father God. I want to live my life for you. And when that happens, the angels in heaven are rejoicing. They are rejoicing. And they're having a party. And that's what those heavenly angels are there doing. They're thinking, all of my protection, me being around that person all this time has not been in vain. Hmm. God is truly good. And I thank him 
I thank him for revelation. I thank him for wanting to go deeper. I thank him for putting things into into my thoughts um, through the Holy Spirit that will enlighten us and wake us up during this time because we need to be awake, vigilant, watching, learning, preparing. It's time out for lies. It's time out for tradition. It's time that we understand who and whose we are, what we are, and what we're here to do. It's time we understand what God has created, why he has created, and using all of these things to the best of our advantage. And so that's going to end the Bible study for tonight. And again, when we pick back up in two weeks, we're going to discuss um, some other angels, possibly fallen angels. And when we start talking about fallen angels, I can, um, the fallen angels, I can do it in one lump. But if I start to break them down for you, the types of angels, the types of spirits, it's going to be a longer teaching. So it may be a three-part series, but I think this is vital for us because we need truth and we need understanding. You know, the, the word tells us all in all our getting, get knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. So we need to understand and be knowledgeable of what's going on. Amen? So at this time, the Bible study is now um, completed. If anyone has any questions or comments, the floor is now open. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you all. I thank you all for calling in. I, I thank everyone who will call in at a later time and listen. I pray that this uh, first uh, series has been a blessing to you on angels and that you have learned something that you didn't know before. Go ahead and share it with a friend. Uh, the next Bible study will be in two weeks. Remember, they are held the second and fourth Tuesday of the month at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, um, we are now available uh, to, to listen to all of the Bible studies as well as the new Scars Talk radio show on iTunes. And so I will be um, having this study and all future studies available on podcast on iTunes, and it's called Scars Talk with Pastor Monica. And uh, the, um, the Scars Talk radio show will uh, air and broadcast once a month for now. And we'll have our, uh, our other airing next month. This month we've already done it. We featured exceptional men in the communities. It was a wonderful show. We had two live interviews with some awesome testimonies. So if you guys get a chance, you can go to uh, iTunes podcast and listen to that again. Subscribe to make sure that you're going to get all of the future broadcasts and Bible studies um, to your podcast. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to it. Again, it's called Scars Talk with Pastor Monica. Also, I will still be posting the information on the website, which is now www.myscarsministry.com. Again, that's www.myscarsministry.com. They will also be posted on the Facebook page, My Scars Ministry Facebook page, as well as My Scars Ministry group, as well as my own personal page, which is Monica K. Harris. 
Also on LinkedIn at Monica K, that's K-A-Y-E, Harris. And also on Twitter, you can follow us at My Scars Ministry. And so if there are no questions or comments at this time, I will go ahead and pray us out. Okay, God bless you. Amen. Father God, we thank you for the word that has gone forth tonight, Father God. We thank you that each day you are renewing us and each day you are revealing something new to us, Father God. That shows us that that the Bible is a living word, Father God, and that you are not dead. You are yet imparting things into us, Father God, giving us new revelations, Father God, to share with the world. And we just thank you, Father God. We thank you for opening our eyes. We thank you for opening our minds and our hearts to be receptive to what you are teaching us, Father God. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God, for the gathering, for the fellowship, just to feast on your word yet once again, Father God. And, Father God, I pray and I ask that you will, hallelujah, encamp angels around our homes, Father God. Let no hurt, harm, nor danger nor danger come amongst us, Father God. Protect our families and our loved ones, Father God, as they go to and from their destinations. Father God, as we sleep tonight, Father God, give us clear visions, clear dreams, Father God. Hallelujah. Let there be a revival, Father God, a revival to, hallelujah, revive and wake up the dead church, Father God. Give us the fire, Father God, that we once had, Father God. Let us shine so brightly, hallelujah, in this dark world that people will be drawn to us by the millions, Father God. Father God, we know that, hallelujah, your coming is near, Father God. So help us, hallelujah, to walk upright, to walk upright and righteous and draw those near to you, Father God. Help us to be, hallelujah, that lighthouse. Help us to be that candle that's lighting in the dark. Help us to be the answer to someone's prayers. Help us to be the truth that someone is seeking, Father God. And, Father God, I just pray that you continue to keep us safe and healthy until you bring us back at the appointed time, Father God. Father, we thank you, and we forever give you all the praise, the glory, and honor. In the name of your precious Son, Jesus Christ, amen. Well, amen. God bless you all. Thank you all for calling in. And remember um, to check us out on uh, iTunes. You can subscribe to the podcast now, Scars Talk with Pastor Monica, and also go to the website to get the archived Bible studies at www.myscarsministry.com. Until we meet again, you be blessed. I love you, and have a good night.